0: a restaurant so good
1: Is it like?
2: Okay.
0: Good afternoon and welcome to another edition of Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher. Taking you home each and every uh, weekday afternoon, Monday through Friday, 106.1 FM NASH Icon. Remember, you can take the show with you anywhere on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, NASH FM 106.1 on the World Wide Web, along with ericasher.com our podcast available on all the major podcasting platforms. Anchor is our home base, but we're on all major podcasting platforms. Uh, don't forget about the award-winning Inside New all Sports. We had Chris Hagan on the program this afternoon at 1 p.m. if you missed our live broadcast on LAE. Also, we, we're streaming on the WLAE YouTube page. But tonight, 6 o'clock on LAE, 10 o'clock on The Deuce, WLAE TV 2. Uh, Friday night, 9 o'clock, Pelican Sports Television, 10 o'clock on LAE. 2 a.m. on The Deuce every Saturday morning and every Saturday afternoon at 5 p.m. on Pelican Sports Television. We'll have the show up on our social media platforms up up this evening at Eric underscore Asher on Twitter, Eric Asher on Facebook. Today's program is brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, Old New Orleans Cookery, and, of course, Mambo's. Don't forget about the Hideout Bar. All are open seven days a week. All are open for lunch and dinner. Oceana has you covered for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So get out there and enjoy, again, a meal at the Oceana family of restaurants. This hour brought to you by, um, sorry, this half hour brought to you by Old New Orleans Cookery. 205 Bourbon Street, open late, lunch and dinner, seven days a week. If you love cocktails, you get an extraordinary cocktail over at uh, Old New Orleans Cookery. Also, don't forget, if you love people watching, beautiful large window, uh, picture windows in front of the, uh, the uh, building where you can uh, sit uh, and check out all the, uh, for all the craziness on Bourbon Street or dine or have some cocktails in their beautiful, authentic French Quarter Courtyard, as I've said many times before. Beautiful by day, spectacular by night. And, of course, two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms. You can dine in or have your next event. Uh, It's a wonderful place for uh, for, for dining or, again, having cocktails, friends, family getting together. Maybe, again, a perfect night for date night for you. Uh, You can order online for delivery. You can also check out everything you need to know at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. All right, let me set the guest list for you today. Christopher Dotson from Forbes will join us in just about a minute. We'll get him on. He's live from Las Vegas, side of the Summer League. Pelicans are 2-0 and with their Summer League team. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about the moves that the Pels have made. Jordy Colada will join us at the bottom of this hour for the Jordy Colada Show. We'll talk to him about what's happening with the LSU Tigers. He'll give us an update on what's happening as they're going through camp. Uh, and then we'll finish up with Ross Jackson of Locked on um, Saints Podcast. He's going to join us at... Um, He's going to join us at 5.35 this afternoon, so looking forward to having him on the program at 5.35. All right, without further ado, why don't we head to the guest line. Uh, we'll talk some pills here as we open up the program today. Uh, in the by, the by the way, in the 5 o'clock hours, we open up the 5 o'clock hour. I'll take that as a, as a solo. Got a bunch of uh, subjects you want to touch on, and we'll get into that at five, in the 5 o'clock hour. But Christopher Dotson from Forbes joins us on the program. Chris, how are you? Oh,
3: man, enjoying this weather out here in Vegas. It hadn't rained only once.
0: <laughs> and it has to stop rating here in New Orleans. No, I'm kidding. It's been off and on like any, any other August uh, here in New Orleans. Chris, uh, a lot to talk about. Look, I want to get into the moves they've made. But first of all, you've been front and center at, the, uh, at both of the, um, uh, the, the summer league games. with Pels are 2-0. and Give me your synopsis of what you've seen, especially from the players that we know will be on this roster in this upcoming season.
3: Right. Uh, When I come out to Vegas, especially for that first game, I was going to be scouting mostly Willie Green, and I've loved what he's done for, like, second half adjustments, how he's worked the roster, worked the huddles, the way he's just commanded this team on the sideline has been outstanding to to see. I know they mic'd him up for the first game, but even into that second game, it was great to see. Uh, I love to see what Najee Marshall has been doing, and, and Trey Murphy and Herb Jones, those guys will definitely be on this team, and I think Najee's showing us, He's making a big jump because he, he can handle the ball. He's, he's taking on a lot more of the offensive responsibility, which, again, he won't have to do in the regular season, but it's good to see that if he needs to go get his own bucket late in the shot clock, he, he, he's worked on his handles, he's worked on his shot, and it's there. Like, it's going to be a great addition to the team, keeping Najee Marshall around. Um,
0: again, they, they played very, very well uh, up to this point. Uh, again, talk a little bit about some of the rookies and, how again, how they fared.
3: I think we've already started, Pelicans fans have already started the uh, Trey Murphy 3 for Rookie of the Year bandwagon. That hype train has been fueled up. It's leaving the station. I mean, after that first shot, everybody thought, oh, he's a shooter. Even Najee Marshall said after the game, he knew Trey Murphy could shoot, but not like that. And he come out, and he didn't make a 3 this last game, but he still showed the same right. form. He was open 3 and but just the fact that that's going to translate in the regular season is great. Same for Herb Jones. He's just a dogged defender. He's going to go out. He knows his role. He knows what's going to keep him in the league and on this team and earning minutes, and that's all he's focused on in summer league. I don't think he's tried to go outside of his lane any. The coaching staff, especially on the sidelines, when he comes out, you'll see them giving him pointers, and and he's asking a lot of questions. And Next time he's on the court, you can see some of that is already getting applied. He's a quick learner is what I've learned most about Herb Jones.
0: You know, one thing that's been the overriding factor that I've seen, and, of course, it's an emphasis for this team this year, is players that are willing to defend. And there's been an emphasis from Willie Green on defending in the in the uh, in the summer league, and you're seeing that guys that again come to the Pelicans already again uh, that are pretty good defensive players uh, are again guys that are at least again attempting to play defense as well. lozada has uh, been considered a, de- a good defensive player coming out of, uh, uh, out of Australia, and of course we know what Jones did in the SEC as well as what Murphy did uh, with uh, with Virginia, and-, and then of course you talk about Kyra Lewis, uh, his time in in, uh, in- in, uh, at Alabama, what he did. So, again, you break it down, Najee Marshall was brought in as a guy last year that was an instant impact player on the defensive end. Uh, it seems that at least the recipe that they're looking for going forward, and then in terms of having guys that are buying in on the defensive end, it's happening in summer league.
3: Oh, yeah. And you've seen in that first game, uh, I mean, Patrick Williams was going off, and I forget his uh, number three for the Bulls. He was getting tired late. Najee Marshall was getting loud on the sideline and getting kind of vulgar was talking about that draft pick and how he was tired. But this team, as point-of-attack defense, I can't speak enough about what Jose Alvarado has been doing. He he defends way bigger than his size. And I think a lot of the the second-half surges by the Pelicans have come because Willie Green's changed up the defense a little bit and also just told players, don't back down. You're going to pick up a foul, so what? Alvarado picked up that foul late in this game against the Bulls. And, I mean, the whole sideline won. They didn't think it was a foul. and They told him to go get right back in his grill, get right there. And Willie Green's going got to not let players back down. If you, if you slack on defense, you're not going to get to play offense. You're coming out the next stop. It, it, it seems to be that's very much how he's going to set the tone is point of attack defense and, and just emphasizing that constantly.
0: Alvarado, as you mentioned, is a two-way player for the team this year uh, and, of course, has a chance to be called up at least a few times through the season. There's a time limit on, again, how many games he can play. But, again, he looks like a nice addition to um, uh, the, uh, the G League team in Birmingham.
4: Oh, yeah, yeah. That
3: team's going to fill out great. Alvarado, I think, will get time in the NBA. He'll get called up at least once or twice, especially if we have some unfortunate injuries, which obviously we're hoping doesn't happen. But this being New Orleans, you got to expect a few games going to be missed and then if a, if a move is made where we, we send out more players than we bring in and we make a move maybe at the deadline for a Bill or a Lillard, you're going to have to bring up at least one player. And I think Alvarado has really played himself into that conversation.
0: Let's talk about the Memphis trade, Pelicans trade, Bledsoe and Adams, the 10th overall pick and the 40th overall pick. They get, they get back um... – uh, and also the, uh, a top-10 protected uh, pick from the Lakers. that That's next year's number one pick. Uh, they get uh, Valanciunas back, the 17th pick, the 51st pick. Uh, also, again, they, they create about uh, $36 million in cap room. Uh, talk talk a little bit about the trade, your thoughts on the trade, uh, um, and then we'll get into uh, the the and trade with Lonzo Ball, and then we'll talk a little bit about what happened in, in Charlotte, with Charlotte.
3: Right. I mean, looking at the trade, looking at the trade, David Griffin moved down seven spots, shed two contracts, and the Pelicans still got their main target in Trey Murphy the third. And he's going to – I think he's going to make more three-pointers and get to the line more than Lonzo next year. So if you want to kind of do a comparison, sake, we replaced Lonzo with a rookie that's going to be better, and then we got Graham as the cherry on top. And that, that deal, to me, is a home run. The fact that they were able to shed those two contracts and replace everything that Lonzo was given – plus maybe more, we're going to get 120% of Lonzo's production for only like 60% of the cost. And when you look at it that way, there's no way you could tell me that that, that trade's not a win. And then getting Jonas back. I mean, he can stretch the floor better than any center we've had since maybe Boogie Cousins. And, and as, as unfortunate as that season ended for Boogie, he showed that, you know, that. I mean, that's, that's how the league's going these days. You have to be able to stretch the floor. Adams went out and did a whole bunch of work and did, put it on Instagram that he can finally hit a three-point shot now. Uh, Jonas is just going to be that much better for this team because he'll still do the rebounding and the defense, but he's going to provide shooting and, and a little bit more of a, an outlet for the offense and, and, and allow it to breathe. Zion and Ingram need space to breathe and grow their games. and Jonas, Graham, Trey Murphy three, everything that come out of that trade is going to help Zion and Ingram be a better – player you know going
0: forward speaking of the of the trade to um uh to charlotte Devonte graham comes in on a four-year 47 million dollar sign and trade with charlotte now charlotte gets a 2022 lottery protected first round pick from the pelicans now if that does not convey next year it becomes two second round picks in addition they they, they send Le, uh, wesley wandu uh to charlotte which helps them open up about 17 million dollars in a trade exception between the uh, memphis City deal and also the um uh, the deal with uh, with, with Charlotte, uh, you, uh, Graham has come in, has embraced this situation here in New Orleans. Talk about him and, and where and where he may fit.
3: But I think if we really want to put, say, a Najee Marshall in the starting lineup and let Ingram play the two, if we keep Josh Hart and keep him in there, Graham's going to be great coming off of the bench. You can't put all of your offense on the court at the same time because you lose all of it when they come off. They're going to have to stagger it because there's, there's only so many shots and and, and touches when Zion and Ingram are on the court together. If you bump Graham down to that second unit and let him be a spark plug, a Lou Williams type, let him chase the sixth man of the year award, you're really going to get the most value for what you brought him in for. And it sounds like he is more than willing to play that role. He'll still get minutes with the ones, with Zion, with Ingram, with Jonas, but letting him cook and grow his game with that second unit would, I think, just allow this team to keep their foot on the pedal instead of those lulls that we've got the last few years when, you know, if we don't have an A.D. or Drew on the court or Zion, th- this team gets stagnant on offense. And keeping it fresh is is one reason you bring Graham in, is one reason you drafted, again, Trey Murphy. But letting Graham play that role is is going to get you your most bang for the buck for for, for his talent.
0: Christopher Dodson is with Forbes. Uh, You're listening to Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher. Today's program brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Bobby Bear's Cajun County Restaurant, Mambo's, also the Hideout Bar, and, of course, this half hour brought to you by Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Uh, We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll continue the conversation about the New Orleans Pelicans. Don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com, acpromise.com. That's North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank. If your A.C. goes down, I don't want you to sweat it. Burkhardt has their NAIT certified technicians at the ready to be able to get to your home or your business quickly to get you up and running. Again, these uh, their vehicles are take-home vehicles for, the, for their uh, technicians, and also uh, they're strategically set up all over the metropolitan area, so when you call, they get there quickly. 30-minute courtesy call before they come to your home, only doing the work that's necessary, and, of course, answering the phone 24-7, 365. AC goes down, think Burkhardt, acpromise.com, acpromise.com.
5: Hey, I'm Carly Pierce. The quickest way for the economy to recover, for businesses to return, for concerts and theaters to reopen, for generations of families to reunite, for children to play freely with other children, is for everyone to get the vaccine. It
1: is America's best shot. 106.1 Nash Icon.
5: This report is sponsored by Taco Bell. Taco Bell's Nacho Fries are back with Fry Force, an action-packed anime flick about a team of heroes fighting to save the world from fry monsters. Experience this cinematic tour de fries yourself and get the Nacho Fries at a participating Taco Bell location near you for a limited time.
2: Delays remain steady if you're traveling eastbound along the West Bank Expressway and the Crescent City connection from Stumpf Boulevard to the O'Keefe-Howard Avenue exit. Along the Train Expressway on the westbound side, your delays remain solid from the Claiborne Earhart exit to the St. Charles Carondelet exit. And the delays pick back up from along the West Bank Expressway from just past Ames Boulevard going into avondale be mindful of delays that are solid on 10 eastbound from just past city park to the high rise 10 westbound your delays remain steady from just past elysian fields to canal on the 610 on the eastbound side your delays remain heavy from elysian fields to the 10610 merge and on the westbound side from just past canal boulevard to the 10610 merge i'm at robinson broadcasting from the attorney mike brandner traffic center
0: Welcome back to Inside New Orleans, brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambos, Old New Orleans Cookery, Bobby Bear's Kitchen County Restaurant, and also the Hideout Bar. Joining us on the program live from Las Vegas is Dotson of Forbes. We're talking some Pelicans basketball. Lonzo Ball was in. We had a sign and trade with the with the Bulls. It was reported as a four-year, $85 million deal. Uh, since it's been filed with the league, we find out it's a much uh, much um, less uh, money for uh, for Lonzo Ball than was originally uh, put out there. Uh, but it's a sign and trade. Garrett Temple comes to the uh, Pelicans. Three years, five million dollars. Uh, the last year of that uh, deal uh, is. I'm sorry. Three years, five million dollars a year. The last year of that deal is is uh, is a team option. Uh, uh, Sardarnowski is is also part of the deal, but he was talked about possibly moving for for another player and then a second round pick. Some have been very very critical, saying the second biggest chip uh, in the Anthony Davis deal, and all they got was a second round pick, uh, Temple and Sardarnowski. How do you feel about this trade? Okay, we lose, Chris. No, I'm sorry,
3: I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I had it there. Okay. Uh, I'm with you, uh yeah, Lonzo Ball is more than a to me it's an addition by subtraction. Yeah, he was the biggest piece in the a d trade to some people, second biggest if you you know, believe in BI as much as his front office. But I think the financial flexibility coming back is more is worth more than paying Lonzo Ball 20 million a year. like we got Graham at eleven. He's gonna do more than Lonzo. So looking at that trade that you can only get what people were offering and it was better than letting him go for nothing. So it, it, it's a decent swap out for the Pelicans. Maybe they should have traded Ball sooner and got more of a return uh, because they lost a lot of leverage letting him get to restricted free agency. Yes. And that just, that, that, that's hindsight. We can't do much about it now. But, yeah, I think Lonzo Ball is addition by subtraction because he never really got to the free throw line. He was an inconsistent shooter, and he was just going to cost too much money.
0: With that said, uh, there was a lot of talk that uh, now Laurie Markkinen might be coming to New Orleans. Uh, The Pelicans were said to be at least in line to try to get Buddy Heald. What do you think will happen in terms of bringing more shooters here to the team?
3: I don't think David Griffin is done. I'm not sure if that'll be you know, Laurie Mark coming, Buddy Heald. I think there might be a name out there that nobody's really mentioned before. I'm still high on Fred VanVleet. I know that the team looked at him as well as Making that offer to Lowry, so uh, kind of like Drew winding up with Milwaukee, that wasn't you know the the big name out there, but where he, David Griffin can find the most leverage is where he'll find the talent. He's done that for the AD trade. He did that for the Drew trade. I think he did what he could for the Lonzo trade, considering the market for Lonzo just wasn't really there outside of two or three teams. And and you know going forward, we'll see what he does with it. But but as far as as far as, I guess, bringing in another shooter, yeah, we need it the same way the Saints need a cornerback. I don't think the Pelicans are done, but I don't think it'll be one of these names that is getting thrown around the most that comes back to us.
0: What about the uh, investigation for tampering by the NBA with this with this trade between New Orleans and Chicago?
3: I mean, you kind of got to put that on the agents. As much as you can as an organization, just pass that blame to the agents. that You know, Clutch Sports wanted Lonzo signed. They wanted to get him signed early. They knew that if he didn't sign early, that the market would drop for his services because he only had a few teams he wanted to go to, a few teams that could afford him. And if they all picked up other options, he would have had no market, and the Pelicans would have been back in the in, in the seat with all the leverage and could have gave him twelve or thirteen million instead of the twenty that he got. Uh, so I, I kind of lost the train of thought there, but yeah, looking at I'm trying to look at Lonzo's contract. And the rest of it, I'm I, I just, I'm not sure where this team's going to go, but I don't think they're done making moves.
0: Okay. How about uh, Josh Hart? Uh, do you think he's back with the team?
3: Josh Hart was in the building the other day. I put some pictures up on Twitter uh, at Doing It Dodson if y'all wanted to see it. And, I mean, he was sitting there talking with Trajan Langdon. It looked like his agent and rep was there, uh, Josh's was. But he was talking with Mike D'Antoni. He was talking with McKeel. He was talking with all the players. And, it to me, it looked like they were – just by body language, it looked to me like Josh Hart might might be coming back. If he can't find a market, there's no reason for the Pelicans not to at least match whatever offer sheet he has. Maybe they can find a trade option for him somewhere he wants to go. I know Josh, you know, was thinking about California, but he wouldn't mind winding up back in D.C. either, closer to home. And and but the way they were talking, the way they were going back and forth, I've only had a couple conversation with Josh and his reps in the last few weeks, but. He, he would come back. He's got his fresh start in New Orleans with Willie Green. So, I guess looking at his social media, don't overreact to Josh's social media. Even he said mm-hmm. that some of that's getting cleaned up. So, I, I mean, Josh here at 10, 12, 13 million a year, there's no reason not to because that's a trade asset going forward as well.
0: Chris, what do you have coming up for us on Forbes uh, by the way, as, you, as you take a look at the Pelicans? You've done a really good job as far as the naming rights for the Dome and and, um, and, and uh, some of the stuff that's going on with that as well. What do you have coming up with us?
3: I'm doing a lot of stuff this next week. I had an interview with the executive director of the NBA Foundation, Greg Taylor. He's linked me up with a few New Orleans organizations uh, that I'm going to try and highlight. Yeah, it's not big on Pelicans and basketball, but anything we can do to support these uh, the youth empowerment movement, And things that are being done in the city that that makes the city better, I think, especially now, right after Summer League, will be the time to to put that out there. And I've also got an interview coming up with uh, Trey Murphy about his transition and what he's been doing at the Rookies uh, Symposium. If people don't know, all the rookies go through, like, a symposium while they're here in Vegas for Summer League to help them transition into being professionals, both on the court and off the court, learning the finances and that sort of stuff. So I'm going to try and get an exclusive look with him, get a different look on how he's trying to approach his first season. And things like that are be coming up for the next few weeks, and then we'll start looking at the season after that once we get past Labor Day because now we've got the preseason schedule. The Pelicans right. only have one home game. But for the next few weeks, I'm looking at everything the NBA Foundation and the Pelicans are doing off the court to connect with the fan base and make the city better.
0: Beautiful. We appreciate your time live from Vegas today. Thanks so much. Have a safe trip back home, uh, and we'll talk to you soon.
3: Hey, thanks for having me on.
0: You got it. That's at Doing It Dotson on uh, on Twitter, Christopher Dotson of, um, of Forbes. Hey, uh, folks, don't forget about my friends over at Southern Tire. Look, it doesn't happen often. Uh, again, Southern Tire is looking for ASC-certified mechanics, also general service technicians uh, that can handle oil change, tire changes, uh, and, of course, we'll, we'll train as well. It doesn't happen often. It's a great company. It's a family-owned and operated business. It's been around since 1972. So if you're looking for a job with, with, with a company that you can grow, I want you to think about our friends over Southern Tire. Remember, ASC certified mechanics, you step right in. Also, service techs that can handle oil changes, tire changes, and of course, those that just are so willing to work, they're willing to train. Hickory & Airline in Metairie, open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6, Saturday from 8 to 3. You uh, can give them a call at 504-737-1558 or go to southerntire.com and check out all the service they provide for their customers. Tires, wheels, uh, also, again, everything you need in terms of, again, repairing your vehicle. You get it over at Southern Tire. Owned by the Piazza family since 1972, Hickory & Airline in Metairie, that's Southern Tire. oceanagrill.com, Oceana Grill is the best time off Bergen Street. Bobby Ebert's Cajun Cannon Restaurant voted the number one restaurant in Metairie by TripAdvisor. A place where you can enjoy a great meal with family or hanging out with friends watching the game. A mouth-watering menu that has something for everyone amazing cocktails, and an incredible beer selection. TVs everywhere. You'll never miss a play. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant is unique. The perfect combination of Louisiana sports culture and authentic Louisiana cuisine. Order online for delivery at BobbyAbears.com. Open seven days a week for lunch and dinner at 4101 Veterans at Lake Villa. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. So good. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Hi, folks. Trust is what Burkhart Air Conditioning and Heating is all about. Take it from me, Eric Asher. If your A.C. ever fails, you can trust Burkhart to be there quick, get you back up and running. If you need a new A.C., trust Burkhart to treat you with respect, to help you save with a fair price, do the job right. As my good friend John Burkhart always says, trust is the foundation of our business, just ask our customers. For air conditioning this season, trust Burkhart. Visit acpromise.com, that's acpromise.com, and tell sent you
5: marketing your business on social media these days can be a real challenge knowing the difference between a boost and a post or a click and a like can make your head swim plus the time and attention you lose from you know actually running your business but don't worry cumulus media is here to help our turnkey social media marketing options help you reach more than 1.1 million active users in the metro area on facebook and instagram and turn them into your customers contact us today to get started at nola cumulus at cumulus.com and ask about our plus 20 special
6: Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? So you've got an oil change coming up? We'll help you find everything you need to do the job right. Right now, you can get five quarts of Pennzoil high-mileage motor oil and an STP oil filter for just $28.99. And you can get it all fast, your way. Just order online with our free same-day store pickup or next-day delivery. Get in zone, AutoZone. Start your job today at AutoZone.com. Restrictions apply.
5: Benito's line cook just threw in his kitchen towel. This order needs to go out right now. He needs to find help before his customers are left
0: waiting. Uh, So sorry. We'll be right with you.
5: Who's got table six? Indeed can help him hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. With Indeed Instant Match, we immediately show you quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed meet your sponsored job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply.
0: Welcome back to Inside New Orleans, brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Old New Orleans Cookery, Mambo's, the uh, Hideout Bar, and of course, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, voted number one restaurant in memory by TripAdvisor. Place where you can go and hang out uh, with family, maybe hang out with your friends, checking out the ball games, especially now with the NFL coming back. Uh, You've got baseball still rolling. Uh, you've got some Summer League with the NBA. Man, you want to try to get and get as many screens in front of it as you can. Bobby Abears Bobby, Bobby has that for you. Also, a mouthwatering menu. Something for everybody. And I'm telling you, something for everyone on that menu. And, of course, as always, when it comes to the Oceana family of restaurants, incredible mixologists. I mean, amazing cocktails that they're mixing up for you each and every day in a large beer, beer selection. Remember, TV's everywhere. You'll never miss a play. 30-plus TV screens in the restaurant, even have uh, TVs in the bathroom. Well, you'll never miss a play at bobby bears cajun cannon restaurant it's a unique uh, combination of um, louisiana sports culture and authentic louisiana cuisine if you love memorabilia they got one of one of a kind memorabilia all over the restaurant open seven days a week for lunch and dinner and they're open late as well folks 4101 veterans of lake villa also you can go to Bobbybears.com, check out the menu find out who the delivery partners are bobby bears cajun cannon restaurant so good All right, I want to thank Chris Dotson for joining us on the program. We turn our attention to the LSU Tigers. Our good friend Jordy Collada of the Jordy Collada Show joins us on the show. Jordy, how are you?
3: Hey, good to be back. Thanks for having me.
0: Good to have you, buddy. Before we get started, tell the folks about your show, how they can find it, and, uh, of course, how they can check you out on social media as well.
7: Yeah, man, we're on YouTube, 7 to 9 a.m. Jordy Collada is the website, and uh, we're all over social media at Collada Show. Check us out, man.
0: Uh I know you've had a chance to see a little bit of practice, but I'm not sure if you're there for the whole time. I know you also have some inroads into former players and, and those that are allowed in practice. So for those that have not had a chance to be able to again either hear or know what's happening uh in LSU's fall practice, what has transpired over the last week or so and uh who's who's been who's been doing well, who maybe again might be injured, who maybe needs a little work.
7: Well, look obviously the buzz is starting around the quarterback position and Max Johnson is really carried himself like that number one starting quarterback that he was tabbed to be after the freakish Miles Brennan injury a couple of weeks back, and he's really had a nice start to camp, Eric. He's moving well. He's, he's, He's really put on some good weight. He's carrying it well, and like I said, I mean, he just, he looks like and feels like and carries himself like the starting quarterback, so first things first, that's really good to see. Freshman wide receivers have really popped. They really jumped off when you just go out there and you look and you you watch for a selected amount of time that they allow. You're only allowed about 25 minutes of access out there, and you know, I mean, they they really need somebody to step up outside of Keishawn Butte to be a second playmaker on this offense. And you know, this freshman class of wide receivers really looks like they're going to have an opportunity to get in there and and, and and nab that spot. John Trey Kirkland is a is a veteran there, Jarae Dinkins, Trey Palmer, guys that have been on campus are really expected to play. But these true freshmen, whether it's Chris Hilton out of Zachary or Brian Thomas out of Walker, Malik Neighbors, um, you know, I mean, Deion Smith was the number one player in the state of Mississippi. Jack Besh is a guy that they're looking at in a couple of positions, tight end and wide out. I mean, just a very talented group at, at a position that is looking for somebody to step up and and be a playmaker in that second position. And, you know, I think that, you know, a lot of people are going to look at that wide receiver room and, and expect a lot out of those youngsters pretty early just mm-hmm. because of the, the skill set that they bring in. And defensively, I think their championship level, I think that's why LSU is getting the respect that they are nationally is because of how salty they can be on defense. I think, you know, up front, they've got a lot of depth on the defensive line. And, you know, they got the best tandem of cornerbacks in the country when you talk about Derek Stingley Jr. and Eli Ricks. So, you know, I mean, just some things that, that have jumped off here early on. the camp. still a lot of installation and a couple of more weeks before they get going against UCLA. But, you know, I mean, some of the things that have jumped out is, is you know, first and foremost, the quarterback position. Max Johnson looks like he's playing really good.
0: Let's talk about Garrett Nussmeyer. He, again, will now be backing up uh, uh, Max Johnson. Uh, Again, Max Johnson played as a true freshman. T.J. Finley did as well before he transferred to Auburn. Uh, Nussmeyer maybe not as big as both of those guys, but, again, came with, again, great credentials out of high school. Uh, I'm sure that we'll see him play in probably the second and third game of the season. Uh, But uh, how has he looked?
7: I tell you what, he's very impressive, Eric. He really is. I mean, He's he's got he's got a little pizzazz to him. I mean he's got he's got some um, yeah he's got a little swagger to him. I mean he's got some things that draws you in. He's got a little Manziel to him. I mean if you if we're being uh, a very good athlete, he uh, got a strong arm. Really trust his skill set. You know he, he's preparing differently now that he's the second string quarterback, uh, and, and he's just a snap away from being called on. So. You know, he, he, he threw four interceptions in the spring game, and I think that was, you know, that was fun to see from the, the fourth string quarterback when, you know, uh, both Miles Brennan and TJ Finley were still healthy and on the roster, and Max Brennan was a part of the competition. I mean, you were looking at a quarterback room that had four guys last spring, and Nussmeyer was just kind of the, you know, the heralded true freshman who had, you know, had a really good opportunity. Um, but, you know, now that he's the backup, yeah, I mean it, it's a different it, it's a different kind of preparation, and yes. he really looks like he's up to it. I'd hate to see him play any any meaningful snaps. See, I really would. Just a you know, I, I'd hate to stunt his growth like LSU has done, you know, mm-hmm. so many times in years past of guys playing before they're ready. Um, I mean, he 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 is definitely somebody who can play at a high level. You know, I'd, I'd hate to see him get out there and have to you know start at Auburn Alabama or some type of game Florida game where it really just kind of stunts his growth and you know puts a lot of pressure on him early on that could come back and haunt him you know a la Jarrett Lee a la Anthony Mm -hmm. Jennings a la Brandon Harris I mean there's so many there's so many examples and, and 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 guys that have been come through here that just had to play when they weren't ready because the position called for it and you know, I, I hope that Max Johnson can stay healthy for a lot, of, a lot of reasons. But, you know, one of those is that they don't have to go to Garrett Nussmeyer and say, hey, man, bail us out. You know, get us, get us to a, right. a place where they can win a big game.
0: But yet, yet again, McNeese and Central Michigan are, are, are game two and three on sure. the schedule. You can probably expect to see him on the field there. So at least get some work in case, again, the inevitable happens. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, the unthinkable happens and, and there's a possibility of Max Johnson going down.
7: No, I definitely think that there's a formula here on whether you're, where you're going to have to balance the reps. you got to make sure that Johnson gets enough where he stays locked in, but you also got to get Nussmeyer enough where – you know, you can start to clean some things up on, on him, and if you ever had to go to him, he's got some experience, so it, it, it is a fine line, and I do believe that he's got to play, and every opportunity that he has to play, I think you put him out there, but you know, I, I, again, I will say any type of meaningful snap that means anything or a start to me is just my worst nightmare for Nussmeier because you can see the potential, you can see the confidence, you can mm-hmm. see the skill set, um, but you also know that He's a true freshman, and he's not ready to do that every Saturday in the SEC. He's, he's not far away, but you, you'd rather take your time than rush it with a guy like him.
0: Uh, uh, Davis Price, Emery, two guys that, again, that are, that are the veterans on this team in terms of the running back. We keep waiting for those guys to pop. Uh, Goodwin and Kiner supposedly having good camp. Uh, what do you expect to happen at the running back position?
7: Look, I think those veteran guys are going to step up. I think that Emory and Ty Davis Price, this is their money years. I mean, these are guys that came in, five-star status, four-star status. I mean, guys that, you know really expected to play, especially by this time of their career, and be counted on and trusted from the coaching staff and their, their teammates. And look, Ar- Armani Goodwin, I think, is a name that, that, that pops pretty early here in camp, and that's a running back out of Alabama that they stole from Auburn late in the process. And as a true freshman, that you know Jake Pete is really paying a lot of attention to on the practice field. When you go out there, he's working, you know, one on one with him to make sure that he's understanding a lot of the stuff that he's he's trying to put in. Um, so, uh, like I said, I think Emory and I think Ty Davis Price have really great opportunities, and I think that they'll take advantage of them. But you know, if they don't, that uh, they are definitely manicuring guys like. Uh, Armani Goodwin and Corey Kiner behind them to, you know, be waiting on an opportunity. So they, they've got some they've they've got some good talent there, um, but but I think the time is now for, for, for players like Price and uh, Emery and, and and they know it too. And um, you know, I think that both those guys have aspirations to play at the next level, and they know that this year means a lot going towards that.
0: Jordan, you and I, uh, almost every time we've spoken, again, my concern is the offensive line. Look, they're doing some hitting in practice. Obviously, they're going against a, a pretty good defensive line. Uh, and, and What is your anticipation in terms of, of this line taking the next step? Are, are you seeing that? Or is that something you're hearing? Because uh, that seems to me is to be the biggest concern that they have on this team right now.
7: Yeah, no, I, I think that that is the absolute concern. And, you know, you and I have discussed it. Um, I mean, going in to the offseason, going into fall camp, uh, even with Dare Rosenthal, this was a position of concern. When you lose the left tackle, you know, two weeks, three weeks before training camp starts, and you have to look at a swing guy in Cam Wire and say, you're the guy at left tackle, and now you've got to start to develop, you know, even more urgent depth. Uh, this is without question a position of concern for LSU going into the season. And one, I think that, you know, they're really going to have to gamble with as far as staying healthy. I mean, they're, 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 um, their line for uh, for failure on the offensive line is very thin. I mean, they, they do not have uh, very much of a grace period uh, to, to, to really try and screw this thing up because they just, they, they don't have the bot. They don't have the proven bodies. Let me say that. They they've got guys mm-hmm. on campus that uh, are expected to be prepared to play at this point in their career. Jason Hines, uh, you know, Marcus Dumerville was a five-star guy, four-star guy out of St. Augustine, Florida. Marlon Martinez was a guy who's been uh, ready to play. Anthony Bradford uh, is a name that you routinely hear. Mm-hmm. Cardell Thomas is somebody that's been, you know, very much in um, in, in, in the MIA program. I mean, he's just been, uh, he's been missing, um, in, in, in action. And, you know, there's great opportunity on this offensive line for playing time and they need somebody, uh, you know, the name that I keep hearing is Garrett Dellinger, the freshman mm, out of right? Michigan as somebody who's going to have a real opportunity to be the kind of the, the sixth or seventh guy on this offensive line. So, you know, I mean, get, just to give you an idea, I mean, true freshmen, I, I say it all the time when we talk recruiting, if, if one of your, uh, you know, if one of your, your primary concerns as a recruit is playing time as an offensive lineman, then how in the hell don't you even can, you know, get to LSU because there's just, mm-hmm. that's all they have. I mean, they, that's all that they, they've got. They've got playing. They're, they're playing a graduate transfer from Harvard in his second season that he decided to come back because he got, he got it from COVID. Now, look, Liam Shanahan could be, could be a a major player on this team this season, but that just gives you an idea of how desperate they are to find guys. I mean, if they don't get Liam Shanahan out of the transfer portal (laughs) last season, Eric, I don't, I don't know where they're at. And then, and and then to think if, if he doesn't get a a, a six year because of COVID to come back this season, I don't know what they would do at center. I I really don't. But you know I mean? if, If he goes down, if Liam Shanahan goes down, I mean, there's not a true backup center on this roster. They'd have to shift around the guard and put him there. And, and you know, it, it, would be, it would be a two-person shakeup, almost a three-position yes. shakeup if, if he went down.
0: Well, they look good coming off the bus, okay, but they got to look yep. good, again, going up against their opponent. and that, That's been the issue over the last couple seasons. Greg Logan is reported as being out. Uh, is it a serious injury?
7: Uh, you know, I think he re-aggravated that ankle that, that, that he's been, you know, hampered with. Look, he's another one, six years. You know, I mean, he's he doesn't, he doesn't really mean training camp. As long as he's in shape, as long as he's ready to go, he's another piece on that defensive line that you can count on that's rotating and, and really uh, providing some quality, quality depth to where they are right now. Um, so, you know, I, I, I think that he'll miss some time, and he can always use the reps, but he's been there now for for five years. I mean, he he knows how this thing works, and uh, as long as he's in shape and and ready to go outside of training camp, he'll he'll be set to go, in my opinion, versus uh, UCLA about three weeks from now.
0: Yeah, I thought Glenn Logan was a real surprise coming back to the Tigers this year, but I'm happy he did. Hopefully, again he'll get back on on the field very, very quickly. Uh, the 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 two transfers uh, at linebacker, Strong and and, uh, and and also I'm trying to uh, remember the second guy, Mike Jones. Uh, well, yeah, Drew Jones from from Clemson. How are they looking?
7: Uh, Jones is really starting to grasp it. You know, I mean, look, one name that that I keep hearing at linebacker, and, and this is this is this is goes to the testament of you know, when you get new coaches, new eyeballs, new guys in the building, new guys evaluating, it gives everybody another opportunity to play. And Jared Small, who is a walk-on linebacker at a Catholic high, is mm-hmm. and and I'm usually not one uh, a sucker for the the, the walk-on stories in, in Division sure. One, Power Five, SEC football. I mean, it, it takes a real big story to to grab me, and and this guy's got a chance and. You know, Eric. Linebacker is a position, and when they finished up the, the game versus Ole Miss last year, you know, Ogeron said it in his post-game press conference: we got to get better at linebacker. LSU's got to improve at linebacker if they expect to to compete in the SEC. And they've taken a position of of concern, you know, in their last game, and it's made them and they've made it a strength of the team. You you mentioned Bug Strong; he was the number one junior college linebacker in the country. They were able to get him in recruiting and steal him from Mississippi State late. In the process, mm-hmm. Mike Jones transferred in with some starts under his belt at Clemson. You get Micah Baskerville back from, from from last season, another year of experience, and a guy who's been in the program for a while, Damone Clark, really looking for a a, a bounce-back season after struggling last year in Bo Bellini's defense and really looking forward to seeing him in Durante Jones' attack. And, you know, he's back with another year uh, of experience under his belt. We mentioned – Small and, and, and he's another name that, that really keeps popping up every time you hear, you know, either Blake Baker or Durante Jones or even the guys on defense talking. And, you know, Ed Ogeron mentioned him on, on with, uh, with, with Bobby the other night. Um, you know, he, he was just talking about how, uh, you know, this guy, Jared Small, just keeps popping. So, you know, I think that they, they, they've taken a, a spot in linebacker, which was uh, very much a concerning position for LSU last season, and they've made it a strong point. Same goes for safety. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, I I would say the same about safety. Safety was almost a a hole in their defense when they pulled out of the the last game last year, and and they've converted some guys, and they've got some guys that uh, look like they're going to play early.
0: Always a pleasure, my friend. Love love having you on the program. Talk some LSU. Uh, Why don't you let the folks know once again how they can catch your program and how they can follow you on social media.
7: Anytime, he always love being here with you, and appreciate you having me back on. Uh, we're, we're on uh, seven to nine a.m. com. We are uh, all digital. We've, we're 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 on YouTube. We're on Facebook. We're on our website, which we just revamped uh, at com and we're all over social media at Colada Show. So if you're looking for us, it's pretty easy to find us. Just hit Colada Show, and we should pop up and uh, check out some of the interviews and. Uh, You can see it all there at JordyColadaShow.com. Thank you.
0: Thank you, my friend. Appreciate the time. Jordy Collada, Jordy Collada Show. Try to get him on as much as we can on the program. Hey, don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. If you're in the market for a new air conditioning or heating system, ask about their 25% energy reduction guarantee. And I'm telling you, you will see it in your power bill every single month. Uh, Also, uh, financing is available for for a new system. Uh, It doesn't matter, again, if you're looking for one of the top brands in the industry, they have you covered. They're authorized to sell some of the top brands in the industry. And then the service before and after the sale. Uh, from, again, coming into your home, sitting down with your consultation, find out what you're looking for in terms of a system, uh, doing state, having the state-of-the-art equipment to measure your uh, home so you got the right tonnage to be able to keep your uh, home cool in the summer, keep it warm in, uh, cool, cool in the summer and, of course, warm in the winter. And, of course, more than anything else, just having a company you can trust. Peace of mind of knowing that Burkhart's standing behind their work. Uh, don't sign that contract with any other company until you get one of my friends at Burkhart Air Conditioning Heating in the market for a new air conditioning and heating system. It's Burkhart, acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. Villarie's Florist is celebrating 52 years in business. To celebrate the occasion in the month of August, Villarie's is offering a cash-and-carry rose special. Get a dozen of Villarie's high-quality roses for $9.99 a dozen. That's 9 dollars a dozen. Also, giant Louisiana sunflowers are three for $5.20. That's 3 for $5.20 for beautiful Louisiana sunflowers. Come celebrate Villarie's Florist's 52nd anniversary. That's Villarie's Florist, with locations on the South Shore, North Shore, and Villariesflorest.com.
6: When Paul Goodall started shopping for an engagement ring, he knew one thing. He didn't want to be pressured. Because I'm not going
1: to make a purchase at that level without understanding what I'm buying.
6: But the first story went to, that's what happened.
1: They wanted me to buy. They didn't want me to learn, and that didn't work for me. But then
6: Paul found Diamonds Direct.
1: The exact opposite happened when I went into Diamonds Direct. There was no rush. There was no pressure. They wanted to give me the information that I was asking
6: for. At Diamonds Direct, it's different. No games, no pressure, no nonsense. It
1: wasn't like, well, let's do something now. we got to do it now because we got this thing going on or maybe you want to do this no it was here's the, the information that you need to make an educated
6: decision paul learned how to buy a diamond like a dealer buys he was taught how diamonds are graded and priced on the world market and he was shown dozens of diamonds in his price range so he could make the decision that was right for him his budget and his soon-to-be fiance what
1: they do is they give you the information that you need so that you end up buying what you want i am such a big fan of diamonds direct
6: diamonds direct on Severn avenue across from lakeside mall
0: all right, I want to thank Jordy Colada for joining us on the program. Also, Christopher Dotson. I'll take the first uh, half hour of the uh, 5 o'clock hour, and then Ross Jackson of Locked On Saints uh, podcast will join us at five thirty-five. Today's program brought to you by my good friends at the Oceana family of restaurants, Bobby Bear's Cajun County Restaurant, Old New Orleans Cookery. Mambo's, also the Hideout Bar, and of course, uh, Oceana Grill. Oceana Grill's open for breakfast, lunch, and dinner seven days a week. And of course, uh, Bobby A. Bear's, Olden Walls Cookery, and Mambo's open for lunch and dinner. All open late, all open seven days a week, all ready for you to come on in. It's the Oceana Family of Restaurants. Get out there and get a meal at the Oceana Family of Restaurants. All right. Eric Asher with you until six. We'll be right back. of Inside New Orleans, presented by the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, The Hideout Bar, Uh, again, All are open seven days a week. All are open for lunch lunch and dinner. Oceana open for lunch, uh, uh, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Uh, So we're going to tell you more about all those great restaurants as we go forward. You're listening to 106.1 FM Nash Icon. Uh, It's Eric Asher. I take you home each and every afternoon, 4 to 6. So thank you so much for being there. The iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app. Uh, You can keep us mobile. All you do is uh, click on one of those apps. And, of course, you've got the program right there in front of you. Also, Nash FM 106.1 and ericasher.com with the world. Wide Web. Our podcast is now available on all major podcasting platforms. Anchor's a home base, uh, but your favorite podcasting platform has our show, so please uh, feel free to check uh, the podcast out at your leisure. And, uh, of course, uh, don't forget about the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports tonight, 6 o'clock on WLAETV. Chris Hagen is my guest from Fox 8 Sports. Also 10 o'clock tonight on The Deuce, WLAETV2. Friday at 9 p.m. on Pelican Sports Television, 10 p.m. on WLAETV. Uh, 2 a.m. on Saturday morning on The Deuce, and then 5 p.m. on uh, Pelican Sports Television every Saturday afternoon. We will have that up on our social media platforms today, uh, actually this evening, uh, at Eric underscore Asher on Twitter, Eric Asher on Facebook. Uh, we'll do that uh, at some point uh, this evening for you so that those that are outside of the viewing area of WLAE TV will be able to check it out. This, this half hour is brought to you by my good friends at Oceanic Grill. Still a little, little construction going on in the quarter, but let me tell you right now, Oceana Grill is a fantastic restaurant. Voted top 10 U.S. restaurant for everyday dining by Advisor. They're open seven days a week for you. If you love breakfast like I love breakfast, and I do love some breakfast boy, I tell you, uh, you've got to try the breakfast at Oceana. You try that breakfast at Oceana once, it's going to be your go breakfast spot you'll be on there over and over again especially if you're in the quarter because again it's 8 a.m until 1 p.m it's a late breakfast for you also uh the lunch kind of uh uh, uh piggybacks uh on, on the uh on the dinner menu so i'm sorry on, on the on the breakfast menu so you can do that and also the lunch menu leading into the dinner menu as well cajun creole d- d- dishes that are absolutely spectacular uh, if you love cocktails and you love watching great mixologists mix cocktails, uh, look, all I got to tell you is this. you hear the oohs and ahs of, of, the, uh, of, the bar, uh, of the waiter or the waitress bringing the cocktails uh, over to the tables at Oceanic Grill because I'm telling you, the mixologists are second to none. Uh, also, you can dine in their authentic French Quarter Courtyard, maybe have some cocktails there. As i said so many times, it is absolutely beautiful by day, but it's spectacular by night. Uh, five private rooms for your next event you can dine in those five five private rooms as well those private rooms can uh, accommodate from 10 to 120 guests and look when Oceana puts on a party they put on a party Uh, you are steps off Bourbon Street in the quarter not too far from Frenchman Street you keep the party going all night long and of course great food great drinks and a a, a really a great group uh, that will make sure your every need is taken care of Uh, they're family friendly Uh, also again pet friendly in the uh, in the courtyard so again if you're looking for for an incredible dining experience with, again, a date night, uh, friends, got f- uh, folks coming in from out of town, or just your family members, you got over to head over, over to Oceana Grill. Look, some, uh, if you're looking for delivery, uh, they deliver in the quarter, but also they have delivery partners. To find out more about the delivery partners and check out the entire menu, go to oceanagrill.com. It's pretty easy for me. I love Oceana Grill. Oceana Grill is the best time off Bourbon Street, open 8 a.m. until 1 a.m. daily. All right, uh, let's jump into it. Uh, A lot going on. I want to thank our guest in the first hour, Christopher Dotson of Forbes, uh, live from Las Vegas uh, at the NBA Summer League. And, of course, Jordy Collado, live from Baton Rouge, talking a little bit about what was going on with the Tigers. Uh, Ross Jackson, Locked on Saints podcast, will join us at 535. Uh, Some really good news coming out of Saints camp yesterday. Yahoo Sports is reporting that both Sean Payton and Michael Thomas have had positive talks uh, since everything kind of blew up over the weekend and on Monday uh, with uh, Michael Thomas's cryptic tweet after um, Jeff Duncan's article, which again was preceded by a couple of national correspondents putting out there that Michael Thomas would not be available for the beginning of the season uh, because, of, uh, the, uh, because of the fact he did not have surgery and he was ghosting the coaches, not, not, not answering calls. Uh, Jeff went more in-depth in that through his sources at the Saints, put that out there. And, of course, Michael Thomas comes back with a cryptic tweak. Look, I said it the other day. Michael Thomas got something to say. He's got a platform. Come out and say it, okay? Cryptic tweets don't do anything. Come out and say it. But it's good news that, again, that, that at least Peyton and Thomas are talking. Okay, because I said this the other day, and I continue to say this, a divorce is too expensive for the New Orleans Saints. They cannot afford to be able to move Michael Thomas. And there are a myriad of reasons. We talked a lot about them. You know, $8.9 million in dead money this year, okay, which would pretty much suck up the rest of the money that you have available to be able to sign other players or to re-sign your own. And then $22.7 million in dead money next year. Okay, and and you, as i mentioned on this program over and over again, there are players on this team right now that you're going to need to re-sign that have restructured their deal over the years. Uh, that you're going to have dead money sitting out there if they ultimately are not part of this team. You know, guy, you know guys like uh, uh, Teron Armstead. Uh, you know, you got a situation next year where you have to pay a quarterback, you know, whether it's going to be Hill or Winston or both. Um, you know, uh, so there's a, they're, they're, they don't have a lot of money. Plus, again, the carryover Drew Brees' contract as well. Uh, you cannot eat this dead money. There's just no way in the world. And as I said earlier this week, you're not getting value for him until he gets back on, on, on the field. He's got to go out there and prove to the NFL that he can still play and play at a high level. Because as I said the other day, this ain't a fire sale. Okay, you're not giving away a player of that ilk. There's just no way in the world. So, again, good that the guy, the man, the guy that, again, is the head of this franchise, okay, where the buck stops, sits down and is at least having a conversation with Michael Thomas. Look, they had this – I want to say this, though. They had a conversation last year, if you remember. When uh, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson and, and Thomas got in the fight, and then subsequently, again, the way he was treating the staff, the sports staff and the coaches, and he had to be called out, and ultimately he was suspended and fined. They had this conversation last year. So hopefully, again, Peyton has his ear, and he'll realize, if, if anything, look, if he doesn't want to be in New Orleans, ultimately, his only way out of New Orleans is to be a good soldier. His only way out of New Orleans is to go play at a high level. And then at that point, again, the Saints can make their decision on what they want to do. But he's got to get back on the field this year, and he's got to be a guy that's going to make a difference. So hopefully, that's going to happen, and hopefully, again, he'll learn. Because look, the one thing that, that that's overriding on all this that, that I've been I've been asked, and been, uh, you know, folks are tweeting at me or or Facebooking me, or again, uh, those that 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 uh, you know, friends of mine that that are reaching out to me, uh, you know, or, or those that are that catching that that. that that send me emails at eric at ericasher.com. Overriding. Everybody says the same thing. This is a guy who was the perfect player. He comes in as a second-round draft choice. He's got snubbed by other teams, has a chip on his shoulder. All he does is come in and work hard and work, 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 and make himself available. And, and, and ultimately, again, he played himself into the largest contract for a wide receiver in the history of the NFL at that time. And it was deserving. He comes back the year after he gets the contract, 149 catches. So it wasn't like, again, you say to yourself, well, there's a guy that got the money, and then all of a sudden, he uh, there, there, there goes his production. No, his production was high and look it was a freak accident last year he should have never been in the game at the end of the game against tampa and 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 where they were but it happened he should have had surgery last year during the season whether it was his decision the 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 team's decision whether it was really of the situation of i want to be there for breeze look i don't know what it was okay only michael thomas and the team know that Uh, but ultimately it's just inside the locker room well, his dealings with the media, his dealings with the support staff, his dealings with the coach, and even his dealings with the players. Well, again, I hear, again, respect him for who he is on the field, but, again, don't have a lot of, a, a lot of like for him because of, of his attitude. He's got to change, man. He's got to be the guy that came in from Ohio State uh, because, it, again, that was a good story. Guy goes in, he works hard, uh, and, and ultimately gets rewarded for it. And it's something the Saints have done over and over again. But it's a little different this time, ladies and gentlemen, because in the past, when again, someone has gotten that diva attitude. The Saints didn't care whether they had to get rid of him and eat dead money. They did it with Cooks. They did it with Graham. But it's a different world now when, when you don't have Drew Brees here and you're in a situation where you're eating all that dead money from all those years of kicking the can down the road to try to win a, win a championship with Brees. All that is mushrooming now and coming to fruition. So this is not the time to have a, a, a diva wide receiver who's one of the highest-paid players on the team uh, that, again, is trying to push his way out, or at the very least not being, again, a team player. So hopefully this conversation between Peyton Thomas pays off and we'll see the opportunity for him to get back on the field very, very soon and all this will be behind us. And who knows? Maybe ultimately if he changes back to the guy he was, maybe he's here long term. I'll tell you what, he's got to win win the fan base back. That's for sure. Okay, the fan base is upset by this. Uh, They expected more out of Michael Thomas, and and that's for sure. And when you get money like this, When you are expected to be a leader, much is expected of a player like that. And up to this point, he's let us down. All right, we'll take a break. We come back. I want to talk about a couple other things, including what Mayor Cantrell just announced, which, again, I never, well, I can't say never, I rarely, rarely agree with the mayor. You'll hear what my thoughts are next. You're listening to Inside New Orleans, brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants, um, Bobby Bear's Cajun County Restaurant, Old New Orleans Cookery Bombos, uh, also the Hideout Bar, and Oceana Grill. We'll be right back.
1: If you're over the never-ending New Orleans summer heat, it's hot. Then you're one of us. It's hot. Welcome to 1061 Nash Icons, never-ending summer of Nash. I mean, let's be honest. We all prefer Nash country over 106 degrees. Oh, Let us reward your battle against the heat with some of the hottest tickets in New Orleans. It's all about having a good time, right? Every weekday while you work with Scott Innes, you can win tickets to Florida Georgia Live, Luke
6: Combs,
1: and Eric Church. Nash winner will get them all. Get the code to text every day while you work. Stream us online at NashFM1061.com. Then turn it up loud. The never-ending summer of Nash. Only from New Orleans country giant. 1061 Nash FM.
5: This report is sponsored by SmartMouth, the only 24-hour mouthwash with twice daily use. Opening back up, you check the news, you check with your friends, you check your mask. But wait, did you check your breath? Get SmartMouth, the only mouthwash that provides 24 hours of fresh breath with just two rinses a day. Find SmartMouth anywhere you shop or get 20% off at smartmouth.com slash radio.
2: Delays remain heavy if you're traveling eastbound along the West Bank Expressway from Stump Boulevard to the O'Keefe Howard Avenue exit. Also, be mindful of delays if you're traveling westbound along the Pontchartrain exple- Expressway from the Claiborne Earhart exit to the St. Charles Carondelet exit. Also, keep keep in mind of delays if you're traveling westbound along the West Bank Expressway from just past Ames Boulevard to avondale also be mindful of delays that are steady on 10 eastbound from just past city park to the high rise also back delays remain heavy on 10 westbound from elysian fields to canal on a 610 on the eastbound side your delays are steady from elysian fields to the 10 610 merge also delays are steady on the 610 on the westbound side right at canal boulevard i'm at robinson broadcasting from the attorney mike Brander traffic center
1: DA Exterminating is proud to be locally
8: owned and serving Louisiana's Gulf South for over 60 years. If you want a fast response and great service, call DA now on the North Shore and in Metairie, or you can visit us online at DAexterminating.com.
1: Traffic is brought to you by DA Exterminating, proud to be locally owned and serving over 60 years.
4: On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes, ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit jpsojobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary.
0: Be on Hickory.
1: Cumulus New Orleans has an immediate opening for a digital account executive. If you have at least one year experience in paid search, Google display, paid social media, and digital video advertising, and want your paycheck to directly reflect your hard work with no income cap, send your resume to NolaSales at Cumulus.com. That's NolaSales at C-U-M-U-L-U-S dot com. Cumulus New Orleans is an equal opportunity employer
0: today's program brought to you by the oceana family of restaurants bobby bears cajun Canada restaurant old new orleans cookery mambos the hideout bar and of course oceana grill home of new orleans best breakfast if you love char grilled oysters belly up to the bar grab yourself a dozen uh of uh, char grilled oysters they make it right there front in front of you it's awesome and of course don't forget uh, uh also available for private parties uh oceana grill 739 Kanti add bourbon all right um Let's, let's jump into it. Uh, Mayor Cantrell, uh, she may still be in the middle of her press conference, but she had a press conference uh, uh, starting at about uh, 5 o'clock today. And when she announced that uh, the city, as of Monday, is going to be requiring proof of vaccination or a recent negative test in order to get into the uh, Caesars Superdome, uh, into bars, restaurants, and gyms. Uh, they will start the enforcement on August the 23rd. So there's kind of a week grace period there. But uh, again, as of, as of Monday, in order to go into a restaurant in New Orleans, into a bar in New Orleans, to get into the Dome, to be able to see uh, 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 the Saints play, uh, or again, to even get into your gym, if your gym is in New Orleans, uh, that you're going to have to have a proof of vaccination or, or again, uh, a negative test. Look, I don't often agree with the mayor. I don't, okay? We've been on the opposite side of most issues. Uh, but I believe this is the right move. Uh, the alternative was starting to shut down uh, businesses again, uh, limiting the amount of occupancy with, within a business. And, and that was not the way to go. Especially, again, you're sending a bad message to those of us who have got vaccinated. Those of us that got vaccinated are already back on a mask mandate. When, again, we were told, get vaccinated, you can put the mask away, it's over. Okay, but now we're back wearing masks again. Uh, And even though we've seen a rise in vaccinations here in the state, it's up about 500 percent. There's not enough people in this state that are vaccinated and definitely not in this city. Uh, We've got a lot of people that are coming to town. We have no idea if they're vaccinated or not. We certainly don't want to stop uh, the momentum that we have right now in terms of tourism. But at the same time, we have to have a situation where we can allow our business to be able to stay open. Uh, the fact that the vaccine is readily available and it's free for anybody that wants to get one uh, again at this point, I think it's a, it is a good move on the part of the mayor it's the first one in really in, in the country that is again uh, uh, saying that you have to have proof of vaccination or recent negative tests. Uh, to get into a, a, a sporting event, uh, bars, restaurants, and gyms. I know that New York is doing restaurants and bars. I'm not sure if they've gone as far enough as to say that you have to have it at, at a sporting event. So I applaud the mayor for this move. Now, the governor has not said anything one way or the other, uh, but there were rumors that the governor was going to look at possible restrictions around the state again. I would hope that before the governor would do that or go back to previous restrictions, uh, that would not, it would be very, very unfair to business owners, uh, that, and the owners, the, the, the staff, that again is working there. That got vaccinated, and even patrons. Okay, uh, that I hope that maybe he would follow suit on what the mayor is doing. I have no issue with this at all. Uh, again, I know there are some people out there that are not getting vaccinated. Uh, that they, uh, in that case, if you have the uh, uh, whatever your reason is, you got to at least show a, again a negative test, show that you haven't been positive to be able to go in. It's the way it goes, the way it is, and I think that most of us that have been vaccinated have no issue with it at all. Uh, it's better than the alternative, which again is closing things down. And maybe this is an incentive for those uh, that have not been vaccinated to do so. So again, starting on Monday, in, in order for you to be able to go to a New Orleans restaurant, a New Orleans bar, to go to the Superdome for, for a game, uh, to be able to go to a gym to work out, You're going to have to have proof of vaccination, or you're going to have to have a recent negative test to be able to get in. Uh, Now, again, uh, to get into the Dome, look, I wanted to mention this last week because um, even my brother was confused by this. We're seasoned ticket holders since 1981. And we're used to, again, the Saints send us this big packet with the tickets in it. You know, you get a little gift from the Saints as well, a sticker, a magnet. You know, you you also get a usually you get a schedule with it as well and then you get a lot of you know uh, paraphernalia from from the from the Saints on on their on their uh, corporate partners uh but you're not getting that this year you know my brother I talked to him the other day He's waiting on his tickets uh the the, the games are next or just a couple of weeks away wait, wait next week right and, and it hasn't happened so um uh, the you have to go to either the Saints app or, or, or go to um or go check your uh, your your email uh because um, the tickets are no longer paper tickets. Everything is going to be done on your, on your smartphone. Everything is digital now. So you'll have to download your Saints tickets to your smartphone, uh, and then from there, be able to show that at the Dome, and they'll scan your phone uh, to get in. No longer will you have Saints tickets as, again, uh, memorabilia or anything like that. You have to be able to do that on the smartphone. The problem is, I got a buddy that I split tickets with. He doesn't have a smartphone. He's got a 1990 Circa flip phone, and uh, he's going to have to do something to kind of figure this out, maybe put it on his wife's smartphone, uh, because he won't be able to Get into the dome, uh, but again, as far as the uh, get, getting back to the end, the vaccination and how this kind of plays out. Uh, There's the Louisiana wallet. I got it since since its inception. It's a free download for all Louisiana citizens. You can have your license on the Louisiana wallet, and also your vaccination card is on your Louisiana wallet. So everything is digitally right there on your telephone for you, so you don't have to be reaching around looking for that vaccination card. It's right there for you. And uh, so, again, you might want to go ahead and and, uh, download the Louisiana wallet. One thing I want to say before before I I I end this segment and um, we go to Ross Jackson. We talk a little more Saints. You know I love this city with all my heart. Uh, I had chances to go elsewhere. Uh, wouldn't even think of it. Okay, uh, this is my home. This is my city. I love my city. I love the vibe of my city. I love the fact again that we're the type of people we are. Uh, we you know we we have a zest for life. We embrace life. Uh, you know our, our traditions. Uh, just things that again you don't see in anywhere USA. I, I love the uniqueness of New Orleans, and I love I'm proud to be a New Orleanian. You know, you'll never hear me say um, I'm from Metairie, okay? Or I, I, you know, when I lived in St Bernard, I'm from St Bernard. I grew up in New Orleans. Um, the percent of my life is within Orleans Parish boundaries, okay? And I'm damn proud of, of, of again being from New Orleans, Louisiana. But also, I'm not afraid to be able to point out the faults in our city. And I got to tell you what. I'm sitting in my in, at the dais, uh, uh, preparing for for my TV show today at WLAE TV, and we have this beautiful set that that overlooks downtown New Orleans. And as I'm gazing out o- over the uh, uh, out the window, and I'm looking toward the Superdome, I'm looking at this filthy Superdome. You know, I mean, just filthy. I mean, uh, they 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 they, they uh, pressure washed the the old uh, Mercedes Benz uh, 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 sign off the top of the dome. And then they look like they prepped it with some kind of gray paint, right? And then then there's so a small air square where you see, again, the white of the dome. And then the rest of the dome just looks like it's been unkept, uncleaned for months and months and months. And it reminds me a lot of the French Quarter, okay? Uh, You know, again, yes, we have a cleaning service in the French Quarter. But, again, the French Quarter is constantly a battle to be able to keep it from being filthy. It's filthy, okay? Uh, But it's not just there. Okay, Uh, those are the two of the symbols of of our city, the Superdome, the French Quarter. Okay, when people come to New Orleans, they're going to look at the dome. They're going to see that on the skyline as they're driving in. And then, of course, the French Quarter is the jewel of our city. We're in a situation where we don't we are truly the city that care for God. We don't keep our city clean. Look, I've talked about a lot of this program over the years. I mean, again, it blows my mind of the people that, that, again, open up their, their door at a, at a red light and drop all their cigarette butts on the street. Or, again, they're driving down the street, and because they got, they, they got a fast food uh, to eat in the car, they take the fast food wrappers and everything else and throw them out the street. I once lived by a daycare where, the, where again, the individuals that went to the daycare would take their dirty diapers and throw them in the gutter. Seriously? Who's supposed to pick it up? I mean, this is, the, this is the mentality of the people in this town, okay, that's, again, the, 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 honestly, uh, that the streets in a lot of cases are, are just a garbage pit, okay, that, that you know, the, 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 there's, that there's even the historic buildings in our town, okay, which, again, when I was growing up, uh, it, was, it was unthinkable for anyone to deface a public building. Now, it's an everyday occurrence. Uh, taggers think that public buildings are canvases. Okay, so we got, again, spray paint and taggers, uh, you know, all over our public buildings. It's just no excuse, ladies and gentlemen. We got to have more pride uh, in, in our city and, of course, again, uh, in, in, in ourselves as well. When, when I looked at that dome today, I got to tell you what, it pissed me off. I'm saying, are you kidding me? The best we can do with a dome is clean it twice a year, maybe once a year. Now, look, they'll have it cleaned before the first um, uh, opener for the Saints, okay, uh, but why not clean this thing multiple times, like ni- every 90 days? I mean, again, you're looking at – that is something that everyone sees when they come into our city. They see the dome. I mean, you don't see this anywhere else. I mean, could you see this in any other part of the of the country where they allow the, the, the roof of their stadium that's a big part of their uh, of their downtown uh, to, to be, a, be filthy and to leave it as filthy and just say, oh, well – now, this didn't used to happen with the old roof that they had on before Katrina. But since Katrina, that particular roof seems to be able to hold on to dirt. So, again, you got to you got to make the, make the, uh, the, the changes in, in terms of your regular maintenance to be able to make sure that that, that dome uh, roof is, is, is cleaned. I mean, it is pathetic. And if you're riding by now or you see that later on, you're going to see exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, it's embarrassing for those of us that live here. You know, where's our civic pride to keep our city clean? Okay, I mean, we can't even keep the dome roof clean, we can't keep taggers off of our historic buildings, and we can't keep the quarter clean, much less, again, in our own neighborhoods, where, again, people think that sidewalks and streets are trash cans. It's pathetic. Again, it's the one thing that, again, I, that I, when I leave this city and I, go, I happen to go out of, out of town and I go to other places and I see how, how clean they keep their, their, their city and how people, again, that live in their city are putting things in trash cans or holding things in their cars. And here we have the mentality of, again, ultimately, again, if you, if you, if you have it in your vehicle, discard it because you want to keep your car clean. Forget about your city. I want to keep my car clean. And, of course, that, that resonates when you start looking at the, the, the Superdome roof. And, of course, how we treat the jewel of this city, the French Quarter, as well. New Orleans, we can do better. Hopefully, we will. All right, we'll take a break. We come back. Ross Jackson joins us from Locked on Saints podcast. Uh, This hour has been brought to you by Oceana Grill and the Oceana Grill uh, family of restaurants. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, Old New Orleans Cookeries, and Mambo's. We'll be right back. At Oceanagrill.com, Oceana Grill is the best time off Bourbon Street. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com it's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Bobby Ebert's Cajun Cannon Restaurant voted the number one restaurant in memory by TripAdvisor. A place where you can enjoy a great meal with family or hanging out with friends watching the game. A mouthwatering menu that has something for everyone. Amazing cocktails and an incredible beer selection. TV's everywhere. You'll never miss a play. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant is unique. The perfect combination of Louisiana sports culture and authentic Louisiana cuisine. Order online for delivery at BobbyAbears.com. Open seven days a week for lunch and dinner at 4101 Veterans at Lake Villa. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. So good.
5: Have you looked at your website lately and said, gosh, this needs work? Or maybe you've just been putting off building a website for your business. Well, don't stress, Cumulus Digital is here to help. Our custom designed and comprehensive website packages include everything you need, including links to your social media, Google search, and we even drive customers straight to you. Starting at just $1,500 to build and low monthly hosting and maintenance costs starting at just $85, we'll take care of it all. Go to nolacumuluscares.com today and get started.
6: I feel like I got a great value. I am ecstatic about the diamond that I selected. Meet Josh Pearl, another raving fan of Diamonds Direct. I came in with an expectation of what I wanted to spend, and I walked out with a diamond that I was really pleased with. Before coming to Diamonds Direct, Josh did a ton of online research trying to educate himself. But what he found out was that looking at grading specs on paper means nothing until you see multiple diamonds side by side. On paper, when they say it's a excellent cut or a good cut, that's great. I don't know what that looks like. How does that translate into what the diamond actually looks like? Diamonds direct. Best education, best selection, best warranties, best value, and best of all, the best experience. People really appreciate places that add a value of customer service to the people that walk into them. And I think that's exactly what Diamonds Direct does. They were glad that they helped me find a ring that I was ecstatic about. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Get directions, store hours, and more at DiamondsDirect.com.
0: Today's program brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Old New Cookery, Bobby Bear's Cajun Canada Restaurant, and Mambo's, uh, the Beta Brothers. I talked about this story over and over again. Uh, they went in and they took an old, decrepit strip club that was not, causing nothing but problems on Bourbon Street. It had to be closed down, and they went in and totally renovated it. I mean, made it what is the the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Uh, first of all, uh, Cajun Creole cuisine uh, that you'll find nowhere else. I mean, the the, the just. Incredible dishes for you. Something that for everyone on the menu. Magnificent cocktails. I'm telling you, much it's a tradition for the Oceana family of restaurants. They're the best mixologists and they will give you oohs and ahs when you see them mixing up a cocktail for you. You can dine in an authentic French Quarter courtyard like you can in all the Oceana family of restaurants. Uh, but again, uh, also on a Bourbon Street balcony. They got a Bourbon Street balcony for you. But you can come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Ladies and gentlemen, it is spectacular. There is a bar on every single floor, three floors, of, again, restaurant and bar seating. Also, uh, again, the rooftop bar is second to none. You've never seen the sight lines of the city of New Orleans till you've been on Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar at, at Mambo's. Look, it's an incredible place to go for lunch and dinner. They're open seven days a week. You can check out their menu, All About Mambo's, at MamboNolo.com. Also, you can look at their delivery partners there. It's the Perfect place if you're heading out for a date night. Uh, maybe you got some friends coming in from out of town that never, never experienced, uh, uh, you know, seeing uh, New Orleans from a rooftop bar on Bourbon Street. Or you can have your next event. Uh, again, family-friendly as well. It's Mambos. Uh, again, 411 Bourbon Street. And right next door when you finish at Mambos, you have the Hideout Bar. Uh, they've got live music or a DJ every single night. Uh, it's it's an, a French Quarter uh, courtyard setting. They've got great food and drinks for you, so make it a night at Mambos and the Hideout Bar. Uh, of course, right there in the 400 block of Bourbon Street, 411 Bourbon Street. I'm telling you, if you haven't tried it, you've got to try it. Mambos and the Hideout Bar. All right, joining us on the program now uh, from Locked on Saints podcast. Uh, he was here last week uh, checking out uh, practice. Uh, There's none other than Ross Jackson. Ross, how are you?
8: Hey, hey, brother. Doing very well. Glad to be here with you. Hope you're holding up all right.
0: Doing fine, Ross. Doing fine. fine. Ross, first of all, before I start asking you about specifics, just um, your overall take on what you saw last week out of this team.
8: Yeah. So, I mean, look, it's it's a team that has a a roster that's certainly been challenged, both from the health side and then, of course, some off-season extracurricular activity issues, of course, that have uh, caused some trouble for them with either suspensions that have already been handed down or potential suspensions and pending suspensions on the way. But it's a team that is working its way through that as best as it can, addressing the personnel, making sure that they're continuing to fill the roster with players that either fit the traits that the team really likes or at least fit the prototypes in terms of what style of receiver, style of corner, style of linebacker, so on and so forth, where they need to fill you know, some of those, uh, some of those holes. So I think it's a team that's working to make sure that they're going to be able to be as competitive as possible and get a good look at as many options and as many different positions of need as possible as well. And they've done a good job so far throughout camp of making sure that everybody's getting those reps and that they're getting a really, really solid evaluation on the players that have been available to them.
0: Who surprised you? Who was a surprise for you who went to camp that again, you didn't have any preconceived notions of what that player was going to look like?
8: Yeah, I'll mention uh, one of the rookies, first-round rookie Peyton Turner. He's He's been out for the past couple of days after leaving early, I believe, on Tuesday, if I recall correctly. But he has been a player that I think a lot of folks kind of gave the project label, whether warranted or unwarrantedly so. He was sort of given that project label as a guy that was raw and needed to develop, sort of looked at the same way that and spoken about oftentimes in the same sort of vocabulary that maybe you know, some folks would speak about undrafted free agent rookies. And the way that you have looked at him so far and from what you have seen from him rather throughout training camp thus far has been a player that's a bit more polished than maybe people expected. That certainly is a bit more maybe, let's say, further down the line than folks expected as well, a little bit ahead of the curve, if you will. Uh, for a rookie from what would be considered a smaller school with Houston. And so uh, I think he was one that was a very pleasant surprise to see throughout camp and see him getting into the backfield, making plays as a pass rusher, but also making some great plays in the run game as well.
0: I think you hit on it, Ross. I think again, myself included. Look, I watch a watch a lot of AAC football because of Tulane. Uh, I think a lot mm-hmm. of people looked at the AAC, looked at again his, uh, w- you know, where he really excelled, like against a team again like Tulane, where they lost both of their um, both of their tackles in that game, uh, and they saw an injured guy at times, and they just figured, look, coming, that's a big jump from the AAC to the NFL, and he was going to take some time to develop, uh, from what everyone has told me on this program. The the guy looks like he's got the physical skills right now to be able to compete at the NFL level. And a lot of people, myself included, kind of questioned that coming in because of the conference he came from.
8: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I I definitely fall into that category as well. I mean, I think that he's a player that fits the mold, right, in terms of the traits that the Saints like. They love his confidence. They love his uh, ability as somebody that was working as, you know, you look at these defensive line techniques, and, and no one is simply an edge rusher or an interior defender, you sort of play and specialize sometimes at different techniques. So even as an edge rusher, you can play certain techniques that would be like four inside, which would be lining up on the inside of the tackle shoulder, on the inside closer to the center. That's definitely a little bit more even right on top of the tackle. Those technique positions or those position techniques are a little bit more Run heavy, right? Run defender, edge defender heavy. But then you start to get kind of wider outside of the tackle box, and then all of a sudden you start playing edge rusher roles and what are called seven, nine, and eight techniques. And once you get to those areas, then all of a sudden you're really a little bit more of a pin your ears back and go after the quarterback kind of guy. Peyton Turner started as the uh, as the former, and then transitioned to the latter over his time with Houston. And so. What that means is that he, just like Cam Jordan, who had a similar transition coming out of Cal Berkeley, he's somebody that can play against the run and was experienced as a defender that focused on stopping the run at the edge position, but is also a defender that can rush the passer after he sort of transitioned to that role his sophomore, excuse me, his junior and senior years. My apologies. And so he's somebody that has that versatility. He's able to be multiple, as Coach Payton always likes to say, and he has this incredible length, Uh, In terms of his wingspan, his arm length, his size, he has all these traits that the Saints really like, and this is one of the reasons why the Saints draft for traits is because then you open yourself up to the opportunity of these guys being able to transition to the NFL a little bit better without some of maybe the natural limitations that somebody that doesn't hit those traits might have, even if they're a little bit higher in terms of polish or talent. With this, you get a little bit more longevity, and especially when a player like Peyton Turner has done here. I know I'm rambling for a long time, but it's really impressive what he's done, especially when he's able to come in and look so polished so quickly.
0: Every time uh, I get a correspondence from uh, from a listener or a viewer to my TV show, they ask me about Paulson Adibo. I have not had a chance to get out to camp. You were at camp for a full week. Can this kid be the starter week one for the New Orleans Saints?
8: It's interesting because I, I, I have been a noted Paul Adebo supporter, uh, but also a bit of a cautionist and been a bit cautionary around him as well. I, I really like the same thing I talk about with Peyton Turner, his traits. Six foot one, 192 pounds, former wide receiver, really good ball skills, very physical, can play man and zone coverage. He checks a lot of boxes. He just has a little bit of sort of the technique or maybe, let's say, fundamental challenges that oftentimes rookies have coming into the NFL. Can he transition? How's his hip fluidity? Things like that. The, so I, I sort of expected it to take a little bit more time because we also have to keep in mind here that Paul San Diego hasn't played, to our knowledge, full speed, full game action football since November of 2019, where his 2019 season was cut short with an ankle injury. And then he ended up opting out of the 2020 season uh, with, with all the health and safety concerns around that, that college football season. And so I, I thought it would take a little bit longer for him to maybe get in, in stride and catch his rhythm. I was completely wrong about that. And so far, he's been really, really impressive. Now, there are still things that he has to improve, which you would imagine for any rookie coming into the NFL. And there are certainly things that, you know, could keep him from getting on the field early. But he's somebody right now that has the traits and the skill set to be able to have an immediate impact on this team, especially if he's called upon. My hope, though, is that if he gets to that point where he is called upon week one, it's because he's continued to show what we have seen so far in camp and he's continued to progress and get better as opposed to it being a situation to where there's no other choice, and so you end up potentially stunting development by rushing a player out to get at a position of need and to fill a position of need. But if he continues on the trajectory that he's in right now, he sets himself up to really make a claim for that cornerback two spot, or at least to get on the field early on week one.
0: Ross Jackson, Locked on Saints podcast is our guest. Ross, take the wide receiver position. Who's the top four in camp right now that, that could be available on week one versus Green Bay? I'll
8: I I I'll, I'll include Traquan Smith in this because we saw him come back out to practice yesterday. We saw him back at practice today, although he wasn't fully participating in either of those days. He did leave at one point earlier on in the practice week, and then so far hasn't been able to get back out on the field. But he – he looks like he'll, he's okay and doesn't look like it's a, it's a major concern. So I'm going to make the assumption that he's available week one, and I'll put him there. Also, of course, put Marquez Calloway there, who's been standing out sort of as wide receiver one, if you will, throughout camp. He's running the X receiver tree. He has just got the confidence that you look for in a wide receiver. He has the short memory of a wide receiver or, or of any football player that you would like to see, and he just wants to get better, and he's running crisp routes. He's doing a very good job. Uh, I would then probably put third there. We don't know about the suspension to Deontay Harris yet, though. We believe that it's impending, but he would certainly be your he would certainly be in that top four. But I'll bypass him for now, just with a quick mention, just in case he's not available because of a suspension. Uh, Chris Hogan, though, who the Saints signed this offseason. I don't think people realize that Chris Hogan fits the prototype of a Saints receiver. He's actually six one, over 190 pounds, around 200 pounds. I think folks think of Chris Hogan as a, a smaller slot receiver because that's the role that you saw so often from these New England Patriots wide receivers. And so I think when you hear a former New England Patriots receiver, that's what you think. But he actually fits the Saints prototype pretty well. I can see him getting out there. And now with Jalen McCleskey heading to injured reserve and a potential injury settlement on the way for the young 2 former two-lane receiver, I'd probably put Lil Jordan Humphrey up there next, actually, above a guy like Esau Pwinson and above a guy like uh, Tom Lee Lewis at this time. Lil Jordan Humphrey is just somebody that can play a lot of different places for you, contributes on special teams. So I think those could be your top four, potentially going into week one, assuming one of those other receivers doesn't end up moving their way up or no receiver is added via free agency or trade.
0: Yeah, it was reported Tommy Lee Lewis uh, had an injury today. Hopefully, that's not going right. to be uh, uh, too severe as well. Um, on on the defensive side, when you talk about the linebacker position, Quan is back. But talk about some of those rookie linebackers that you, uh, uh, Pete Warner and of course some of the younger linebackers you were able to see. A lot of people are, are raving about Andrew Dow this this tra- try training camp.
8: Yeah, I'll, let's start there and talk about a guy that probably doesn't get a lot of front-page news coverage. Uh, Andrew Dowell has been really impressive throughout camp. I mean, you see his number 50 all over the field during training camp, whether it's in the run game, which he's been particularly impressive in. And the run defense for the Saints, despite the interior off defensive line question marks and, and the linebacker question mark has actually been very stout in practice thus far, and Andrew Dowell has been a big part of that. You've also seen him in some uh, some coverage situations as well, as he's been sort of favoring the Will linebacker, weak side linebacker position next to the Mario Davis. I would say that if Quan Alexander is healthy to begin the season, which he's in the midst of his acclimation period, that I wouldn't be surprised to see him at the top of any unofficial depth charts to get started. I just think that, you know, he's your, your veteran guy. He's been in your system before. He had such a massive impact on the six and a half games that he played for you last season that it would be hard to overcome that outside of some type of a you know superstar performance from a guy like Zach Vaughn, who's been pretty close. I mean, his number gets called quite a bit. His name gets mentioned quite a bit throughout training camp because of his ability to make plays. When he had the first interception of camp, he had another interception on Taysom Hill just a couple days later. And so he's been someone that's been very active, again, not only in the passing game, but in the run game as well, which, of course, the Saints value very highly. Um, uh, Pete Werner is someone to to continue to track. He's been somebody that has been getting a lot of reps, particularly with the first-team defense, but he's been dealing with a bit of an injury as well. Again, doesn't seem to be serious at this time from what we've heard, but it is keeping him out of the rotation at the moment.
0: Interior of the Saints' defensive line was gutted by uh, free agency. Um, um, uh, Shy Tuttle, also, again, uh, Malcolm Roach, we talked about with uh, Anyamata being on a six-game suspension. Talk about those guys. Talk about stopping the run. Anybody else stuck out to you while you were at camp? Yeah, I mean, those
8: top two defensive tackles for me are still the top two guys. Shy Tuttle, Malcolm Roach. We'll see what happens when they get into full-speed action, but I believe that they'll probably continue to stand out and, and separate themselves at that point as they are. The defensive tackles on this roster, after Ryan Glasgow retired, that effectively have the most uh, the most full speed action, in game action uh, experience. Now, I think that the guys behind them are, are very easily Jalen Dalton, who continues to make a lot of plays, very good in the run game, has been very strong as a uh, as a middle of the field, middle of the line run-stopper run and gap-plugger. And someone else that's actually done that very well as well is Christian Ringo, who, of course, is locally from the, uh, the Gulf Coast region, Jackson, Mississippi, spent some time in college, of course, at UL Lafayette playing for the Ragin' Cajuns. So really great to see him in New Orleans being able to uh, potentially make a big impact. And I think he's one of the players I'm most excited to see during the preseason game on Saturday up against the Baltimore Ravens because it's just such a unique story and uh, you know a hometown guy type of story or at least a home region uh, t- type of story. Right. So you like to see that as well. And the Saints did just add R.J. McIntosh, who was a former fifth round pick, 2018, with the New York Giants. Doesn't have a ton of in game experience. 18 games, no starts. 18 total tackles mm-hmm. in his career. We'll see how he folds in as a as a depth piece for the Saints.
0: And finally, with about a minute and a half left, uh, your thoughts on the quarterback situation.
8: Yeah, I mean, uh, the preseason games for me are going to be potentially the time that these two get the opportunity to really separate themselves. We've seen Jameis Winston over the course of the last couple of games, uh, excuse me, uh, camp days, show what it is that makes him special with deep touchdown passes to Aesop Winston as well as Deontay Harris. A bit more of an accurate passer during that time as well and simply just got more reps uh, with the uh, most recent practices as well. So I think that maybe you look at Jameis Winston a little bit ahead, but the the separation is not – drastic or, or, or by any means unsurmountable for Taysom Hill to be able to pick up one. I personally expect Taysom Hill to get the first opening reps in week uh, preseason week one. They opened up with him in camp. He's sort of the, the most experienced and the longest tenure with the team, so I would expect him to be the one to get there, but we'll certainly get clarification on that later. Whichever one doesn't get the starting reps against Baltimore will get those starting reps in week two of the
0: preseason. Really appreciate your time today. Love what you're doing with the podcast. Tell the folks how they can follow you on social media and how they can check out your great podcast.
8: Always a pleasure to be here with you, Eric. I appreciate you always for having me on. This is one of my favorite spots to be able to drop by on, so thank you, as always, for having me. Uh, y'all can follow me on Twitter at Ross Jackson, NOLA, N-O-L-A, and best place to catch the podcast is, well, wherever you get your podcast, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, wherever it is, and you can also find the show on video as well over on YouTube now with the Locked on Saints YouTube channel.
0: Great job, as always, my friend. Look forward to having you back soon. Absolutely. Appreciate you, buddy. Take care of yourself. All right. I'll see you soon. There you go. Ross Jackson, Locked On Saints Podcast. Hey, don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt. You're in the market for a generator. Think Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Uh, They are also your expert when it comes to generator sales and service. Single day install have a consultation with you sit down you f- figure out what, what generator you want to be able to again power up your home or your business they put you on the calendar they come out to a single-day install financing available generators again you uh, get pay that over time new install quality check after one month they do that for everything they install for you it's about customer service and then when you need service 24-7 emergency service on generators I uh, have all the parts you need for in their warehouse in uh, in Mandeville so again The 15 trucks in the field, 30-minute courtesy call, they'll get to you quickly to get your generator up. Also, if you use that generator over $100, hours, you have got to get it serviced by a professional. Burkhart can do that for you. acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. at Old New Orleans Cookery. Southern Tire. Family owned and operated since 1972. Southern Tire is your one-stop shop for quality auto repairs and the best deals on tires. Whether it is your personal vehicle or a fleet account, at Southern Tire we treat your vehicle like our own. At Southern Tire, we have all the latest diagnostic equipment and ASE-certified technicians the dealerships have without the dealership prices. Hickory and & Airline and Mentory open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m., Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com and check out all the services we provide to our customers. Craving Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest, Mambo's is open at 411 Bourbon Street. We are offering our full menu, dine in one of our dining rooms, in our courtyard on Bourbon Street's only rooftop balcony. Check out our menu at mambosnola.com. Mambos is offering our full menu as well as wine and beer by delivery from our delivery partners, Chow Now, Grubhub, or Uber Eats. We also deliver in the quarter. Order now at mambosnola.com or give us a call at 504-407-3717. That's Mambo's, Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest. So you're sitting in traffic on I-10, tired of your long workday, and you're dreading cooking dinner for the family. So where's the place you should think of? Oceana Grill. And get ready to indulge your palate with the flavor it deserves. From blackened bayou duck to our signature barbecue shrimp, we know how to get you asking for more. Whether it's sitting outside or in our courtyard or kicking back at one of our indoor, unique, vibrant dining rooms, Oceana can make you feel right at home with our friendly staff and our naturally New Orleans cuisine. Oceana Grill, 739 Conti, in the heart of the fun, 8 a.m. to 1, AM daily. We know what you're missing in your kitchen, Oceana Group. Attention. If you owe money to the IRS, this is an urgent message. The IRS is cracking down by sending out heart stopping letters, aggressively garnishing paychecks, seizing bank accounts, and putting liens on homes and businesses. They call it enforce compliance. And you'd better watch out because penalties and interest on unpaid taxes compound daily, making it seem impossible to ever get out of debt. Don't let tax debt destroy your life. You need to call Optima Tax Relief, the number one tax resident. Resolution firm. They are experts in the Fresh Start Initiative, one of the biggest breaks the IRS has ever offered. If you qualify, you could save thousands. Optima resolved over $1 billion of tax debt for their clients. They have an A plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and will fight to get you the best deal possible. Call Optima now for a free consultation. Call 800 845
1: 8122. 800 845 8122. 800 845 8122. Optima Tax Relief Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com
0: Alright folks, that's it for me. Thanks so much for tuning in. Certainly appreciate you checking out the show. Thanks to great, our great sponsor, including the Oceana Family of Restaurants. Go to Ericasher.com for a slideshow of the show of the sponsor, sponsor our show. Thanks to Christopher Dodson, Jordy Collada, Ross Jackson, Rudy back at studio. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Don't forget coming up next, the Life Resources Bottom Line Sports Hour, of Pastor Michael Green, and also Kenny Trahan. I'm Eric Asher. See you tomorrow straight up four o'clock. From the dog catch to the governor, they all gotta go.